1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rodgers hits back at Chris Boyd's split dressing room claims And says he loves being at Celtic Rangers must build on their momentum according to Gary McAllister And Hibs and Aberdeen go head to head in the League Cup quarterfinals tonight I'm Gordon Duncan joining me this evening Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And we can temporarily put aside all Premiership issues Because tonight and tomorrow night four crucial Betfred Cup quarter final Starting at Easter Road At 7.45 Will it be Neil Lennon's Hibs Will it be Derek McInnes' Aberdeen The first team Into the last four And tomorrow Crucial ties Especially for Celtic Who need To bounce back And St Johnson Who hosts them in Perth Also need to bounce back Having shipped five At Ibrox on Sunday It's a breathless start To the season Gordon DL Because we have been Covered with European qualifiers And then the league campaign starts And then the, the European games keep coming And all of a sudden we're on to League Cup business as well Every game uh, Very important Yes and a lot of uh, Talking topics can I say The fact that uh, Obviously with Celtic just now At the centre of most of them With the Poor run of forum um, You know Brendan Rodgers getting questioned With one or two pundits And fans on this Phone in talking about this was coming and they could see it coming, which I don't understand. Uh, when you've got a manager that's picked up six trophies out of six, um, yes, he wasn't too happy in the transfer window and uh, his team aren't playing the way they should be. But we're six games in and already we've got people tipping hearts can they go all the way? League leaders, Rangers, are they really the real deal under Steven Gerrard? Terrific And uh, we've got quarter final cup ties coming up So one four one nine five one one zero two five For you to have your say On Twitter we're at Clyde SSB Brendan Rogers today Has uh, He's hit back at Chris Boyd For suggesting there's a rift in the Celtic dressing room uh, He says he should try concentrating On getting back in the Kilmarnock team Now the Hoops boss says the squad are 100% together In their quest to turn around recent disappointments And he says he's uncomfortable With a player from another club Making comments of that nature Listen, I think logic, you know, the, all this type of logic now, it used to be, well, I say it used to be, it, it obviously clearly is, I think, when, when teams lose games, the logic used to be, and, and maybe still is, that there's a split in the dressing room. Sometimes there's no plan B, that's another accusation. For us, we're very much unified as a club. We've set such a high standard over these last couple of seasons. Yes, we haven't started as well as what we want. But one, it's very, very early uh, in our season. But we're very much together. Um, I think, like I say, we, we don't very well to lose the game on, on Sunday. But it's something that I'm very, very calm with. I think what we have here was, uh, you know, we have a blueprint uh, which is very stable in terms of how we play football. And normally when we execute that, we've shown that we have a winning strategy. Now, from time to time, we won't win games, but we have to accept that. And when you're a big club, you have to accept that. There's a bit of heat that comes with that. But what's very important is that you stay calm and you stay unified. And that's very much what we are. So, um, so like I say, not overly comfortable listening to, to or like what's well, the first I'd heard of that, really. Uh, you know, I think Chris was probably best suited to try and get himself into the Kilmarnock team to get playing. 
And uh, and like I say, we'll concentrate on our, our own job in here. Well, Chris Boyd has once again shown himself to be one of Scotland's top pundits, if not the top pundit. And you know that, Gordon, when the manager of Celtic feels compelled to, to respond to him. It's interesting, Brendan Rodgers using the phrase, very calm, he's very calm about things. That is a complete change of tone from Sunday afternoon. He was asked a question on Sunday afternoon, trackside at Rugby Park, should Celtic fans be alarmed by the slumping form? And he said, yes, they should. And at that stage, he looked alarmed by what he had just witnessed in the previous 90 minutes against Kilmarnock. Um, he talks of a unified dressing room. That's good news for Celtic fans because it wasn't unified when Dedrick Boyata refused to play against AK Athens. It wasn't unified when Moussa Dembele went onto social media to force his move out of the club. So Boyata is now back in the fold. Dembele is now back in France. And if Brendan Rodgers wants to get Celtic out of this mini slump, worst league start in 20 years, I believe, he will need that dressing room to be unified and he will need to be very calm. I'm more alarmed that Roger has just quoted that Chris Boyd's the top pundit in Scotland. Yeah, I thought it was you, personally. Yeah, no, well, well, one of, one of. Thank you. Uh, he, he must obviously work with Roger. Um, Chris Boyd's like everyone else. They're having their say. Um, Brendan Rodgers is quite right to come out and say, well, you know, you've had your say against me. Well, go and concentrate and get back in the commandment side. Chris is quite right to his opinion. Everybody is. I do agree with Brendan Rodgers. You get the cliches that there's a rift in the dressing room, there's no plan B, uh, the manager wants to leave, they're not happy, they're falling out with the chief exec. We've, we've heard it all before. It's ridiculous, Gordon. Yes, they're not playing well. Um, everybody's now jumping the bandwagon, quoting how much money uh, wages-wise. It's, it's baffling for me. This is a guy... That's won six trophies out of six in domestic football. Played some fantastic football. He's now into six games. He's still in every single tournament. If he goes and beats St Johnston tomorrow night, which I expect him to do, and he goes and beats Aberdeen at home on Saturday, which I expect him to do, where's the panic? And the one good thing for Brendan Rodgers is the team have ample opportunity now to prove they can come out of the slump. They go to Perth live on the telly tomorrow night to get into a semi-final at Hamden. Then Saturday, Aberdeen at Celtic Park, an enormous game. And then, as Gordon said at the top of the show, the games just keep coming. Yep. A week in Thursday, Salzburg in the Europa League match night too. Uh, Mark is first up tonight. He's a Celtic fan from Mary Hill. Hi, Mark. How you doing? All right. Not bad, Mark. What do you make of what Brendan Rodgers had to say there? Well, I, just, I was just actually just going to, about to go on a rant, but Gordon kind of summed it up. Um, Feel free to rant anyway. There's, there's, no, there's no panic. There's no panic at all, uh, I don't think. Um, we'll easily win the league by a mile. I know people keep saying, oh, it's all right talking about it, but it's no, it's no, it's not like that. It's, um, we need to go back back to basics and someday, no, I lift the old Hugh, right? He's, I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's old. He's, he's not. He's, he's, he's too bad. <laughs> but at the same time, four four two. Just go out and play. Enjoy yourself, boys. Just go. Just go. We've got the best players in the league. We know we have anyway. You, you got the gist there, talking about no panic. And I suppose the problem is Roger. Um, that that that's all well and good. And, and Gordon said something similar. But as you quite rightly alluded to at the top of the program. 
he may have sounded more calm today But yeah. Brendan Rodgers yeah. said on Sunday That people have the right well, to be alarmed so. Mark, Mark used the phrase there Celtic have the best players in the country I'm sure Brendan Rodgers would echo that I tend to agree that Celtic do have The strongest, deepest squad I was listening to the show on Sunday Jim Duffy said he was reading off the back of the The Kilmarnock match programme Celtic have a first team squad of 30 players All of whom, Jim Duffy said Could go into Brendan Rodgers' first team The problem Celtic have at the minute though is those players aren't playing like the best squad in Scotland. They've taken one point from nine away from home. Uh, Brendan Rodgers felt compelled to leave out what had been his first choice front four. Edward, Rodgick, McGregor, Forrest. None of them started at Kilmarnock at the weekend. So he knows they're not playing the way they can. And if they're going to win the league, as Mark says, they will by a street, he said. I tend to think they're still in pole position to win the league. They'll have to start playing like league winners. Celtic fans, you just heard from Brendan Rodgers, very calm, no cause for, for panic, certainly today. Does that make you feel any differently about the way the team's going at the moment? Let us know. 0141 951 1025. Uh, Rodgers also very quick to rubbish any sort of suggestions that he's close to leaving the club anytime soon. He did remember say that fans should be alarmed, but he insists he's no intentions of leaving and has unfinished business at the club he loves. I only gave that notion of them being alarmed purely because of how we've started the season and there should be nothing more than that but the only message I can give them is that I'm absolutely privileged to be here I want to continue to be here as a football club but it is very unified yes we haven't had the start yes we haven't had the Champions League qualification but I still love my work here love the challenges of here this is our little period where hasn't gone quite well and this is where you now show what you're like as a team and how you respond as uh, as a manager and players so so for that I'm looking forward to this next uh, stage of our season because this is really uh, an opportunity for us to, to show really our qualities and show that not only do we have the football and qualities but we still have all that fighting quality that we had despite losing players and, and everything else to, to go on and consistently win games yeah, I think just listening to Brendan Rodgers, I don't think there's a massive problem. I think that the problem is just now, I think the manager feels he's been let down. Listen to him doing his interviews. The transfer um, situation in the summer wasn't good for Celtic and it was well documented. And Brendan Rodgers, who has walked into Celtic and every time he's asked for something, he's been given it. You've got to say new pitch, players, whatever he wanted, he was given it. And he produced, so he deserved it. Mm. They've made money of the sale of Dembele and European games and everything. But I think he's sort of a... He was. He sounds disappointed, Gordon, the fact that he's not got everything he's wanting this summer. He's missed out in his main transfer targets. He's come out a little bit negative I think that sort of uh, went through the club a little bit. Now, you go through spells like that as a manager, it rubs off in the players. This is a team that, if you look at Scottish football just now, and you asked any manager, and, and to be fair to Rangers, I watched them at the weekend, they were absolutely terrific, great football. But if you asked any manager now, what's, go and, go and pick, pick a squad. You'd pick Celtic squad. And there's no disrespect to MDLCs. They've got, they've got better players they will come back. Brendan Rodgers has just got to go over a disappointment in what happened. Forget the negative talk because I think that's the most negative I've ever heard him since he's arrived at Celtic Park. Forget that. 
get his players on the pitch and let them do their talking on the pitch what they're capable of doing David is a Celtic fan in Bathgate hi David what's your point tonight I would just like to put it to the panel regarding Chris Boyd this isn't the first time Chris Boyd has come out and made comments regarding Celtic Chris Boyd as an employee of Kilmarnock Football Club you don't think Chris Boyd should stick to what he's paid for is playing football with Kilmarnock and forget about commenting on Celtic I'm stating the obvious here Roger Chris Boyd is not here he's not here to, to talk about this defend himself so let's keep this quite general well, about, the, about the potential problems of current players um, having such public opinions No listen Let's not keep it general Chris Boyd Is an employee As well as Kilmarnock Football Club Of the Scottish Sun Chris Boyd works with me He's an employee of Sky Sports You see him in games He wasn't Almost involved in a game At the weekend Because he was involved In Kilmarnock's squad um, Chris Boyd is, As we discussed with us One of Scotland's top pundits And you can tell that Because As well as Working with the Scottish Sun Other papers are quite happy To splash him across Their back pages uh, Brennan Rogers responds to what he says So, you know, Chris's opinion is obviously one that's valued and of interest to Brendan Rogers And already calls tonight are coming in about Chris Boyd's opinion So, as a pundit, and I think Chris will be a pundit for many, many years after he decides to hang up his boots As a pundit, he's showing his value now, By responding to an opinion doesn't mean you value it mm. But the only, the I'm going to respond to that yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing as well I like Chris Boyd I think he's a terrific lad I, I like listening to him I think he's got a good knowledge of the game uh, Terrific footballer And the fact of the goals that he scored But If you go and If you come out and make a statement about There's a rift in the dressing room There's a split and everything And what it may be Back it up Back it up You know Is it hearsay? Who told you? You know, back it up the, the, the facts And Chris Boyd is entitled to his opinion As the rest of us uh, David, let's focus a bit more on what's happening on the field at the moment What are you making of, of what you've been seeing in the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's still be great But listen, there's no panic here Every every team goes through a bad spell And that's, that's what's happening at Celtic at the moment But it'll not last, it'll not last long Don't worry about that mm. oh, Thanks to David in Bathgate I'm thinking... Um, about the analysis corner article Dougie Wright put on the Clyde One Super Scoreboard website today Roger Just sometimes we reference it in the show Delves a bit deeper Something that sort of jumped out at me Because for all the talk we've had previously about Celtic's defence It's now the attack that seems to be getting called into question Oddson Edward How many shots has he taken at goal this season in the league? And If you've read it then you're going to spoil the fun here But take a I, guess I would say Shots, just shots from anywhere Doesn't matter, on target, Eight. off target Three yeah, Roger's read it Three <laughs> Three shots oh, on target This bodes well mm. for the full-time teaser <laughs> It does indeed yeah. If I can have a guess like that That And and, and Dougie goes on to say To contextualise that Mika Lustig has taken five So What, what does that tell you? Not getting the ball to Odds and Edward well, In appropriate areas you, He's you, lacking confidence you, What you, you know what's wrong about it? I mean you, you could draw all manner of statistics Lee Griffiths was hailed Rightly so For scoring the late winner Against Rosenborg On Thursday night it's only Lee Griffith's fourth goal for Celtic since the end of January So he's not exactly been pulling up trees either The great thing about Brendan Rodgers' Celtic in the first two years Was the spread that the goals came from If it wasn't Rodgick, it was Forrest It's it wasn't Sinclair, Sinclair, it was McGregor so many as well. If it wasn't in charm, it was Dembele Or it was Griffiths, or it was Roberts, or it was someone else Goals have dried up throughout the team That's why the focus is now falling on Griffiths or on Edward Because when the goals dry up People mm -hmm. immediately look at the centre forward But Celtic You know 
Yes, Griffith scored goals. Yes, Dembele scored goals. But it was a spread throughout the team of the goals. You touched on Lustig. Lustig was always good for five or six a season. The centre-halves were coming up. Bayata would score goals as well. Remember a, a crucial winner, I think it was against Aberdeen at Celtic Park last season, Bayata scored. The goals have dried up collectively. And the creation of chances has dried up collectively as well. So I think it's unfair maybe to, to lay it all at odds and Edwards door. Well that's what I'm saying I'm not saying it's his fault Maybe his teammates aren't giving him the ball mm. the way they used to Or, or getting in the right positions to, to give him these opportunities But whatever way you slice it Three shots at goal for a striker I'm not saying it's his fault But that's clearly I'd, very low I'd, I wouldn't pay And I don't think Brendan Rodgers will be paying much attention to that Gordon I think he'll believe in that the lad will come good He's a young lad A big price tag on him as well You've got to take that into consideration um, whether you, you agree with the price tag or not Doesn't matter Celtic were prepared to pay that And he's carrying that price tag And it sometimes it affects you a little bit But I wouldn't be interested in these stats Graham is an East Kilbride Hi Graham Hello Graham Hello Hi how you doing guys Not bad Graham what's your take my take, uh, this might be a bit before your time Andrew right? But I think everybody should just sit back and spark up a harmless cigar Oh, how much cigar? Aye, Gordon, you know what I'm Yes, I certainly do, yeah. I'm sure you're on the advert with a hairy chestnut. What I was going to say. Dad's could smoke smoke a hammer cigar in the shower. Oh, that's a new one, Roger. The bottom line is, right, how far are, and I'm a Celtic fan, but from both sets of fans, just before the old firm game, Rangers were on that run, and all you heard was, we're back, we're this, we're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. They get beat, or oh, we've got problems, we're no good enough, this and that. After one game, Celtic beat Rangers, and that's it, that's us, back to the top, we'll kick off, spurn on. Played, on, played well against Rosenberg and, and actually won, but some of the, the victuals I heard from own fans was shocking. We won, we, we get three points, but what everybody's forgetting, every other team's getting better, and it makes the league more competitive, and that's the challenge, the challenge is for teams, especially like Celtic, and quite rightly you alluded earlier, how can you criticise a guy that's won every single trophy since he's been here? It's a different challenge that Celtic have now, and that, that should be the motivation, that should be the spark. Same across the road, Rangers, you know, they're doing well, they draw with Villarreal and you hear all the part of as though they're going to go and win the the World Cup Championship, you know, but that's just the nature of the Scottish game, but I just think, after six games, everybody just wants to take a deep breath, relax and let the season unfold, because it looks as if it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, the only thing I would say, I don't know if Roger's in the same boat, it's nice the fact now, and don't deny it and people will come on well I don't bother it's nice that I think that Rangers and Celtic fans are now looking at each other's results once again like the old days you know the minute the game was finished the Rangers fans would first question how did Celtic go vice versa I think that's good and take into consideration Hearts as well and Hibs, I think, are one of the, the the best footballing sides. And Neil Lennon, what a terrific job he's doing at Easter Road. Livingston, you look at Gary Holt getting in there. They're sitting up there, they don't get any pats in the back. It's early days. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, I, another cliche is, and I hate this one. You're going to say it anyway. Teams now know how to play against Celtic. 
Absolute rubbish Gary McAllister Was on media duties For Rangers today Giving Stephen Gerrard The day off From behind the microphone We're going to hear from Gary McAllister After the travel With Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets Results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Who by the way I'm quite worried about Join me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm always worried about him Roger Because his behaviour Can be quite worrying But I I think we need to put him In touch with a nutritionist Remember a couple of weeks ago On the show He revealed he had He has 17 cups of coffee In a day He's just revealed That with every cup of Well not with 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 his cup of tea at night He has 12 In capital letters 12 Rich tea biscuits Six doublers Butter six in the doubler, middle yeah. Twelve biscuits With a cup of tea Yeah Six doubles That's disgraceful Disgrace. Why is that disgrace? I go to the gym com- I exercise I look after myself he My body fat's very Roger, low Roger he complained with, about With a butter between them Do you still dunk them in your tea? Oh, no, no, no No And he complained well, Roger do, <laughs> Roger he was complaining About heartburn To me the other yeah. day And I uh, questioned Maybe something he had eaten Six packets of smoky bacon crisps In mm. one sitting That will do it that will definitely do it He did He did say He likes to scrape on his Rich tea biscuits Lure pack It's a mother yeah. Must be a mother roll ah, pronunciation see, I thought it was a mother roll pronunciation Anyway Back to the football We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB Mick says I'm not going to lie And say the lack of form Doesn't concern me But Celtic will be okay this season I'm convinced we've got The strongest squad uh, It will be top of the league By Christmas I have to say though Rangers and Hearts Have been very good indeed So we're at Clyde SSB uh, On Twitter uh, there was another tweet Where was it? Uh, Delo says An awful lot of panicky sounding Celtic fans Claiming they're not panicking This is the first year Rodgers has faced a real challenge Six weeks in The cracks are beginning to appear Let's hear from Rangers assistant Gary McAllister He says it's time for the club To build on their momentum After recent games uh, He says the player spirits Are of course on a high After the 5-1 win Against St Johnson And he's welcoming An open title race This season Let's hear from Gary McAllister it's an opportunity to gather momentum. And I know it's a word that's used a lot, but when clubs like Rangers gather a bit of momentum and everybody's pushing and pulling in the same direction, anything can happen. So it's, it is an opportunity to just keep that momentum going and team spirit as good as you can imagine. And I think everybody goes along the line of, of developing team spirit, you know, is, is, is a big thing. But when you win games and score goals and perform like the, the last two uh, appearances at Ibrox, that's where team spirit comes from. As you can imagine, coming into training, you know, people are bouncing into training. We've got loads of games. We've got quite a big squad now. Everybody's pushing towards 100% fitness as well. A lot of guys coming back into the squad. It's all positive at the moment. The more people competing for the top spot, the better the, the product, you know, and, and, and I'm all for that. It's early doors as we speak, you know, we're barely in October, so. But it's it's interesting, there's four or five teams, as you just mentioned, that are, that are looking very competitive. We're in a good run of results. Performance level is definitely jumping forward as well and getting better and better. We're not looking too far ahead. You know, we, we can just keep being competitive and playing at the levels we're playing at and improve every day here at Murray Park. It's, that's what we're looking for. Andrew is a Rangers fan from Crookston. What's your point tonight, Andrew? Hi there, good evening panel Hello. Hi Andrew Hi there uh, uh, The first point I want to make really is um, uh, uh, I was absolutely uh, delighted there with Gary McAllister's comments uh, Secondly, I phoned at the beginning of the season And and it was regarding the prices of the, the SPL uh, with the bookmakers And the bookmakers had Celtic at 1-8 Rangers at 71, which had a good few bets on, uh, and the rest were big prices. 
I phoned in and I said to the panel, I thought the, the pricing was a bit wrong uh, and I was sort of a slated uh, in terms of Celtic are champions, which is which is fair enough, and they are been champions for the last seven years, so they are obviously going to be favourites. But I thought the pricing was far too big. Um, so now uh, looking at the prices, uh, Celtic I believe are about one to three, and Rangers are about five to two is the best you can get. Uh, I would like to ask your panel: Do you think the bookies have still got it right, or? Right, right. Well, we are not odds compilers, so let's try and and, and talk football rather mm-hmm. than than prices. But they're, they're obviously closely linked. Andrew's basically saying, are Celtic still clear favourites to win the league? He obviously doesn't think so. Do you think so? Yes, I think they'll win the league. Um, I think Rangers will push them all the way. I watched Rangers in the last two home games, Gordon, and I know Dundee are a poor side, no points, bought me a league, uh, seven straight defeats. But you can only beat the team in front of you, the old cliche, and they were excellent. Uh, but their best performance for me for a long, long time, and I was sitting next to Roger on Sunday, I thought they were terrific. Their passing, their movement, uh, the goals they scored, um, the pace that which they played at. I just thought they were absolutely terrific at home and they beat St Johnston easily 5-1 and could have been a lot more. And the most pleasing thing, I think, for every Rangers supporter, and there was a massive crowd there again the Sunday after the Thursday night's game, is the fact that the style of football, it's been missing for such a long time, and I've got to hand it to them, the style of football was excellent. Will they be there at the end of the season? Yes, of course they will. But I just think that Celtic, I'm sticking to my guns, I tip Celtic to win the league, I don't care what the odds have come down, what they may be, that Andrew's talking about, I think that Celtic will, after six games, taking a bit of criticism, deservedly so at times, that's what happens in football, but I just think they've got too much quality uh, over the, the piece of the, the season. And you very seldom see a poor bookie, which would lead you to believe that more often than not they get the odds correct. Uh, Andrew, if you think Rangers would win the league, I, I would dive in at the 5-2, to two because... Andrew's got 71. 71, but... Uh, could also make another point uh, as well regarding the the game. We come off a, as you've just mentioned. Uh, we come off a European game there on Thursday. Um, I firmly, firmly believe uh, that we've got so much, so much um, strength and depth in the squad uh, with substitutes and stuff like that that could come on and fill a full. Anybody's shoes that are on that path. Well, the thing is, Andrew, you signed 15 new players. Um, so he's brought in a lot of numbers, but you're right, because I get the team sheet, I sat there, and even players that were sitting in the stand, uh, once everybody's fit, they will have a real strong squad that, that Stephen Gerrard will be confident of making substitutions that can change games. Did, and that's been a long time coming. Do they all seem to be of... Roughly a similar level in the sense that you know if John Flanagan comes in, it's not really weakening the side so far. Andy Halliday's come in, the side doesn't look weaker. Whether it's um, Lafferty or Morelos, mm. it doesn't look weaker. So I'll, I'll leave it to other people to decide how strong the squad is. But it doesn't seem at the moment that any changes are, are affecting things in a negative sense. Yeah, I would, I would possibly agree with that. I think they lost James Tavernier early in the second half to a little knock on Sunday. Interesting to see if he starts against the United tomorrow night or he gets a rest ahead of the Livingston game on the plastic pitch this Sunday. 
but in most areas, the squad is reasonably strong. Um, it's, it's strange, it doesn't seem that long ago after Rangers had lost 1-0 at Celtic Park, people were talking about Rangers' worst league start in 29 years. This week's start of choice is it's Celtic's worst league start in 20 years. So Rangers responded well from the defeat at Celtic Park. And it's now up to Celtic to respond from their defeat at Rugby Park. And if they can bounce back from the loss the way Rangers have, then there'll be a great fight mm. on. It's 01419511025 to have your say tonight. Martin is a Rangers fan from Stewarton. Hi, Martin. How are you doing, guys? All right? Not bad, Martin. What's your point for the guys? I just wanted to pick up a, a point that Roger made earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, he believes that Celtic are currently in pole position for the league. Where is he getting that from? I'm getting that from the fact that with the, this squad and the manager, they've won the league the last two years, they've won the Scottish Cup the last two years, and they've won the League Cup the last two years. Um, they're a point behind Rangers, and they're six behind Hearts in, in the league at the minute. So on course and distance, if I can use a horse racing analogy for the minute, they would still be my favourites to win the league. Bookmakers, as Andrew, the previous caller, was saying, Martin, I've still got them at... One to three to win the league, and I think it's now down to the others, Hearts, Rangers, Hibs, anyone you like, to take the challenge to Celtic over more than six games. No, definitely. It's just obviously your choice of words, full position. The league at the moment's not saying that. Anyway, well, Hearts are in pole position then, Martin. Is that you're right no, with that no, then? I get, no, I get that. I get that. I see that. Um, but just obviously, not just choice of words. I felt were a bit. Fans, and especially for uh, Stephen Gerrard, if he comes up with this tag of being a rookie manager, and Brendan Rodgers would, you know, be too clever for him and too experienced for him to go and win the league. And, and Rangers fans are quite entitled to enjoy what's going on. They've suffered for years, as I said on Sunday. It was one of the most enjoyable football displays I've actually sat and watched. I thought Rangers moved the ball terrifically well. Their work rate all over the park was great. Their organisation was terrific. And if you're a Rangers fan and you've went along to Ibrox and suffered what you've suffered for years, you're entitled, Gordon, especially when you pay your money, to believe that your team is good enough to go and win this league and enjoy what's happening just now. But we're six games into the league and you're writing off, well, you're not writing off, but the team that's won back-to-back trebles has come in for a bit of criticism I would sort of worry me that what response is Brendan Rodgers and Celtic going to do for us I mean you would concede though they certainly don't they don't look like that team at the moment do they no, in they terms don't. of the way they're performing no, they, no, they that, that's not to say they won't turn it around but you can only you can only use your eyes and, and base it on what you're seeing yeah and a lot of people are, are, are making up uh, you know about well we've seen this I, I heard a, a, a caller saying I've seen this coming about six months ago <laughs> I, 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 
staggers me. That, but that just, I can't believe people are saying that. Yes, are they playing well against Kilmarnock, uh, St Mirren? But let's give credit to Kilmarnock for well, instance. Just, just to pick you up on something, what 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 staggers you about it? Because every season is is a new campaign. I get that, but if you if you take this back to the end of last season, in Celtic's last nineteen games, they've only won nine of them. Yeah, but they won a treble. No, yeah, I, but it I, I'm aware of that. But they no, still no, no, won no, no, hold on a second. But, uh, listen, to win a treble. But I'm talking specifically. You just said that you think it's baffling that anyone could say that they saw this coming. But if you look at the tail end of last season, that's a perfectly logical conclusion to come to because they've won nine of the last nineteen league games. The double treble is won before that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't think they had a good transfer market. But I wouldn't be turning around saying, I can see this. Co-. See what coming? Because they've had two or three bad games. No, nine wins in 19. No, but the start of the season, now you're talking about that. You, you went back to last season. Let's talk about the start of this season. This is what the criticism's for. The start of this season. Uh, criticism's against losing to Hearts. Tynecastle, which I was there. Um, St Mirren. Against uh, you know ten men, put a positive the, the put, you and Kilmarnock. Feel free to put a positive spin on it. Then we'll flip it on its head the other way. How many games since February have Celtic impressed you? In? Um, Gordon, that's a hard one because I don't know how many games I've watched since February. I'll give you some time to think about right, it. We'll get back to this but, after the travel. With, impressed me one in the travel. We'll get back to this after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Celtic Uncovered says it's only the three games against Rangers and the home leg against Zenit that Celtic have performed since January. These problems have been building for nearly 18 months. You can have your say on Twitter or on the phones 0141 951 1025. John is in Court Bridge. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How you doing, Gordon and uh, Roger? No, I'm just of an opinion that Brendan Rodgers has been a victim of his own success and I've been on some of these blogs and I, I, I find it beggar's belief, disbelief that some fans want him out. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. We'll win the league with at least 10 points this year. It's, there's no problem. They're, they're going through a bad spell and as people have alluded to there, the uh, Rangers are getting better, sore hearts and hibs. But I just can't believe what you call it. And I think actually on Sunday, Stevie Clark didn't deserve the credit he got for it. He'd, he'd done well against Celtic. And yes, there is players but playing their full potential, but I can't actually believe the way some people are going on, even the media as well, about Brendan Rodgers. But honestly, I think he'll turn it around. And as, as I say, I think he's been the victim of his own success, guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, listen, Gordon, that, that, that's kind of what you've been saying. When you set that bar so high, as yeah. Brendan Rodgers has, and he has set it so high in the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons, anything below that, that's when people are, yeah, you're are going to take you're, a look you're, at it. You're never, I don't care what manager you are, you look at. One of the best coaches ever, Pet Guardiola, going into Man City, and we all watched the documentary, and his first year failed. But you set the bar so high, Gordon, you're never going to be there every single game, every week. It's impossible. And yes, there have been dips in form. Yes, there have been poor uh, uh, defeats and whatever. And I think John's quite right to highlight. You've got to give sometimes the opposition manager and their players all the congratulations for the job that they've done. Sometimes that gets overlooked. I don't like that in Scottish football. I don't I don't think any any real Celtic fan, I call them real Celtic fan, you would need to be living in cuckoo land if you want ready Brendan Rodgers. Who who 
who are you going to bring in and replace a guy who's still got a chance to win another treble that's won back-to-back trebles? Yeah. What I, what is it you're looking for? I can't I, I don't get that. Yeah, listen, you're just echoing what John's saying. You know, it does seem bizarre. Anyone calling for Brendan Rodgers head? What I don't agree with, John, I'm not sure Celtic will win the league by ten points because you look this season. Dan's just touched upon it already. How good Hearts look? How good Hibs look? How good Kilmarnock look? And in the six away games so far, Celtic have taken one point from nine, and Rangers have taken two points from nine in the, in away games. So. Anywhere the two sides have gone so far They've looked vulnerable And you just don't know where the next points are going to be dropped And it, it makes for an exciting league Well I, I still think we'll win me at least 10 points Roger There we go, that, that's that well, one <laughs> And a lot of Rangers fans now believe that they can win the league And probably Hearts fans are thinking Well we've got off to a ter- terrific start Can we win the league? I don't think they can And you look at Hibs Rogers, right? I think Scottish football... Um, needs top top because it's it's exciting now, uh, Gordon. We're now even six games in. We're looking at other results. You look at Ibrox on Sunday when they knew that Celtic had lost to uh, Kamarnock at Rugby Park. The players come sprinting out the tunnel if they say, "Right, Celtic have lost. Let's make sure we do our job." At home and get the three mm. points And they certainly achieved that uh, David makes a fair point on Twitter He says Celtic may only have won 9 of 19 league games But how many of them did they really need to win After the league was wrapped up Since February they have won every big game domestically They need to Celtic have been poor But so are Rangers Or they would be further ahead At Clyde SSB Is where you can have your say If you don't fancy the phones 01419511025 If you do uh, Callum is in the gorbles Hi Callum Hello panel, how are we? Oh good, Callum, what's on your mind tonight? Um, guys, there seems to be a lot of Rangers fanatics out there that seem to be getting their knickers in an absolute twist. If I'd done a coma for the last eight weeks, I'd almost be forgiven that if I'd read social media this morning that Rangers were sitting at the top of the league, that they'd won the first match of the season and um, they'd won their match on Thursday night. Um Guys, we're six games into the season. Um, as I said, Celtic, as I say, look, Celtic have won back-to-back trebles. Um, as I said, we've been through a bit of a blip, and I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses, you know. Um, I certainly know that two of the matches that Celtic have lost points in, that the Hearts match and the St Mirren match, I think, I'm not that I'm making excuses, I was looking at through the tinted glass. But I think the Rogers making so many changes and changing the shape of the team certainly never helped things. However, what I will say is, on Sunday I thought Kilmarnock were absolutely terrific, and um, you're not going to you're, you're not going to win every game. But as I said, I am a hundred percent confident that Celtic will not only win the league again this year by at least twelve to fifteen points. I also think we'll actually win the treble again, and. Um, I just want to read out some players, guys, that have been instrumental over the last couple of seasons and are still at Celtic just now um, for one of the back-to-back trebles. Bayata, Lee Griffiths, Tierney, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Scott Sinclair, Craig Corden, James Forrest, Tom Rogic. Meacham played his part last year and so did Edward. Um, we've only really lost one big player and that was Dembele. 
And as I said, he was pretty much injury prone anyway. He was every couple of months he was out injured. So as, as far as I'm concerned, Celtic have still got a very, very strong side. And um, I still maintain, I don't think there's a single Rangers player that would get a game for Celtic. Mm, I disagree with you, Callum. Well, you can start with the goalkeeper right away. And you yeah, look perhaps, at would you, yeah, and, and, and would you take would you take Tavernier before Lustig? Um, based on the last couple of seasons, yeah, I would, I would, I would take uh, Lustig. Mm, well, okay, there, there's there's an argument, but but I think that Celtic have got a good goalkeeper. Craig Gordon's been a quality goalkeeper, but I think McGregor edges that. So right away, I would say McGregor would get in. But it's not about that. But you touched on a, a thing there about Brendan Rodgers making. So many changes and, and whatever. I didn't hear that complaint in his first year when he, he he rotated his squad and rotated it very well that they went undefeated and won a treble. I didn't hear that last year when he rotated his squad and changed his system sometimes to a three, a four at the back, or whatever it may be, and won a treble. But all of a sudden, it's Brendan Rodgers because he made too many changes. As Hugh keeps on about it, and my ears are burning with the 59 million wage bill, if you've got quality in a squad, that's what the squad's there for, is for over a piece of a season. So if Brendan Rodgers makes changes, like Rangers have got a good squad now, then they should be able to come in and mm. be able to meet their demands. Having said that, Roger, part of Brendan Rodgers' press conference today, he himself admitted that he's probably made too many changes. Yeah and In recent weeks I think was the l- l- Listen we've gone from Them John the last corner Saying Celtic will win the league With 10 points Callum says 12 to 15 points And reels off a lot of the names Of the players who have won Back to back trebles But uh, As Brendan Rodgers said In his press conference Last Friday They're not playing Like the team that won Back to back trebles You made the point Gordon What's the stat They've only won 9 Of the last 19 League games That's not the form Of treble winners So Callum's right they're all very good players, but they need to start playing like very good players. Otherwise, this mini slump will continue. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL both standing by. They need someone to play against. So if that someone is you, go and pick up your phone right now. It's 0141 951 1025. Uh, and remember, just for getting through on the phones tonight, you're getting yourself a pair of tickets to Glasgow City's Crunch Champions League return leg at Peters Hill on Thursday night. Already winning from the first leg, so you can get along uh, and support the team. 0141 951 1025. Be quick. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you want to play tonight's beat. The pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, we've heard from Brendan Rogers discussing Celtic's situation. We've heard from Gary McAllister talking about Rangers building momentum. So keep the calls coming on those topics. We're also going to go live to Easter Road next And build up to that huge game In the League Cup tonight Between Hibs and Aberdeen But first Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Time for Beat the Pundit Roger or Gordon Is going to be playing tonight But 
One man who's certainly playing Is Scott Campbell from East Kilbride And Scott's already a winner uh, Remember just for getting through tonight A pair of tickets for Glasgow City's Crunch Champions League game At Peters Hill on Thursday Are yours So well done Scott You've already won But I'm sure you'd like to round that off With a victory over one of these two Wouldn't you? I'd like a double I mean double that's it can't be that right Heads it's going to be Roger Hanna Tails it is Gordon DL Gordon DL do you want to tell me what the coin says? I can't see that Well it's Tails so it's you uh, Gordon up against Scott from East Kilbride Let's give Gordon some Clyde 2 in his ear He's not happy Scott He's rolling his eyes and all sorts here No I'm happy um, Can you hear me? No I yep. can hear you You Sorry. can still hear me Right yeah. something's wrong With the buttons then So we need to get you some that's, Is that not honest That is very honest I wondered there Because I thought He can't hear me And then you replied No I can't hear you Right yeah. okay well, I don't know how It's not I can hear music <laughs> But it's not loud I don't have I'll tell you what Just get out Get out of the room Just get out Go no, on you go On your way I'll get Scott's questions Lined up oh, there. there we are Right that's fine Scott uh, You've got 30 seconds Head to head Now remember Scott The secret is you can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Ready to go, aye? Let's do it. What year did Aberdeen last win the League Cup? 73. Celtic and which other team are currently on 10 points in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, come on. The Dunhamers is the nickname of which Scottish side? John McGlynn has returned to which Scottish club as manager? Uh, which decade did St Johnston first qualify for European competitions? Uh, Nine, nine, uh, Which two Scottish Championship teams play each other on Friday night? Um, Inverness and Falkirk. Okay, uh, Gordon DL, you're back with us yeah, now. Yeah, I can aren't hear you, you now. Right, yeah. Okay, same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Yeah. In which year did Aberdeen last win the League Cup? Uh, Fourteen. Celtic and which other team are currently on ten points in the Scottish Premiership? Ah. Uh... Hibs The Dunhamers is the nickname of which Scottish side? Queen of South John McGlynn has returned to which Scottish club as manager? Wraith Rovers Which decade, this should be good Did St Johnston first qualify to play in Europe? Pass (laughs) Absolutely uh, Europe? Yep (laughs) Honestly, he just panics Every time oh, I seven, use the word decade He panics, right How are you feeling about that, Scott? They were hard They were quite hard That's a couple of nights in a row They must say Obviously just no, trying to To crank up the pressure this week We'll go through them anyway In which year did Aberdeen Last win the League Cup? Uh, Gordon said 1914 2014 uh, Oh, you just said 14 I thought you meant 1914 Behave yourself 2014, I said we, well, get, could, we give him it? I'm not saying 1914 You need to be more specific I mean, I said what year And you just said 14 Ah, yeah, 2014 are you giving me? Nah. Seriously? Nah, 14. And 14. what year was it? It was, it was 2014. <laughs> nah, I don't, nah, I don't think. You, nah, I'm not having it. Uh, Celtic <laughs> and which other team are currently on 10 points? It is Kilmarnock. Scott knew it. You didn't. Scott goes 1 0 up. Uh, you equalised, though. Uh, the Dunhamer's the nickname of the which Pure, Scottish side? It's Pure, Queen of the South. Yeah. Mark Pure Wilson's West. favourite question in reverse. Uh, so, John McGlynn has returned to which Scottish club as manager? It really. Um, you should know this one Gordon Wraith Rovers Former club of yours You did uh, So it's 2 all At the moment Which means it all comes down To the last question In which decade Did St Johnson First qualify to play in Europe It was the 70s I said the 70s as well No you didn't You passed I did Honestly I said it So we've got none of them um, Which means Scott had the chance To win it Because he got through One more question than you 
Which two Scottish Championship teams play each other on Friday night? Oh, I wouldn't have got that. It's Dunfermline Partick Thistle. So Scott didn't get it either, which means it's two all no. straight to the tiebreaker. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Listen, I'm not that. having that. People think I do this on purpose and I don't because you said 14. Oh, what what kind on, of answer man. is that? Do you think I would say 1914? I've seen some of your attempts at these questions 1914 Well who cares Let's just do the right, okay. tiebreaker It'll be a laugh oh, yeah. uh, Right uh, Scott I'm going to ask the question I'll get Gordon to write his answer down oh. And I'll invite you To give me your attempt Okay The question's quite simple In which year Did Albion Rovers Start playing at Clifton Hill Gordon DL Write your answer down please And show me it What year did who? Albion Rovers Start playing at Clifton Hill Um. Quick can't take you that long Okay Right He's given me his answer Scott what's your attempt? Uh, 1924 Scott goes 1924 Gordon goes 1978 The answer Is 1919 Scott is not far away And the sign ball Is on its way to you <laughs> In East Kilbride Good man Scott Thank you very much Well done Listen, you've got to be more specific. If I say, oh, what come on, Gordon, that is ridiculous. And Roger, we, come on, back me up here. Listen, I'm getting have, picked on. Can't argue with the referee. You've got to be specific. The referee's word is final. In which year? Well, did you actually think I would go 1914? I was get, trying to be on the ball. I was trying to be quick. I was trying to get through them quick. Roger, listen, you've got to be specific in this program. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got the look. The steward's inquiry next door. He's shaking his head. He's in agreement. Producer well, rules. If it makes you feel better, Scott says he'll take you to the Glasgow City game. With exactly. Scott won the pair of tickets to oh, the Glasgow brilliant. City game. You right. can go along with them. We'll give another pair away on tomorrow night to beat the pundit. Okay. 01419511025 to have your say on the phones. On Twitter, it's Clyde SSB. We've got a huge game in the Betfred Cup quarter finals tonight. It's at Easter Road between Hibbs and Aberdeen. Let's look ahead to that one with Gavin Pearson. Good evening Gordon One of these sides Will make it through To the semi-final But which one And how long will it take To decide it Might go to penalties This one It could be a long night Derek McInnes And maybe thinking that as well He doesn't think There is much Between the sides This evening Neil Lennon Describes his side As a work in progress And he actually thinks The same of the Dons uh, Lennon you could actually Tell he enjoyed Giving his players praise After the Dundee game But Still with that going on, he's made three changes for tonight's game. Ryan Porteous and Ollie Shaw coming in along with Emerson Hyman replacing Horgan Slivka and David Gray and in fourth change he's failed to recover from a knock. Aberdeen making one change after their victory against Motherwell at Petodre on Saturday with Max Lowe coming in for Niall McGinn. Looks like both sides are going for a 3-5-2. We'll start with Aberdeen. In goal it's Joe Lewis. Uh, the back three of Andrew Considine, Scott McKenna and Michael Devlin. The wing-backs uh, Shea Logan and uh, Max Lowe who's come into the side. Uh, in the midfield, Gary Mackay, Stephen Graham Shinney and Dominic Ball. And up front, it's Sam Cosgrove and James Wilson. On the bench for Aberdeen, goalkeeper Thomas Cherney, Chris Forrester, Stephen Gleeson, Niall McGinn, Stevie May, Dean Campbell and Bruce Anderson. And the lineup for Hibs, in goal it's Adam Bogdan. Uh, the back three of Paul Hanlon, Effie Ambrose and Ryan Porteous. Uh, the wing-backs, Martin Boyle and Lewis Stevenson. In the middle, Stevie Mellon, Mark Milligan and Emerson Hyman. And responsible for getting the goals for Neil Lennon's side tonight, Flo Camberry and Ollie Shaw. On the bench for Hibs, Ross Laidlaw, the goalkeeper, Stephen Whitaker, Marvin Bartley, Daryl Horgan, Vikinta Slivka, Thomas Agipong and Darren McGregor. And the referee for tonight's Betfred Cup quarter-final here at Easter Road between Hibs and Aberdeen is Stephen McLean. Thanks to Gavin Pearson. Let's hear from both managers. It's important like every other trophy. 
you know, I don't like it sitting here because I always think it's a bit of a jinx when I'm sitting next to it. Don't want to touch it. It's a trophy that's up for grabs, and um, we want to be into the next round. We're lucky with the draw, we've got home advantage, but unlucky in the fact that we're playing a very good team in Aberdeen, who've got a very good cup record over recent years, so they had a good win at the weekend. Already played them this year, game could have been either way, so I expect it to be a close affair again. Lost McLean, lost Christie, you know, the quality players and hard to replace, but um, knowing Derek the way I do, you know, he'll eventually get it right, and um, Aberdeen will be uh, a contender again in, in all competitions. So Neil Lennon there up against Derek McInnes this evening. When the tie was drawn, we all said it was a tough tie, but one that we'd be relishing and look forward to, and I think that's exactly as it is. Hibs get into the game, I think a couple of points ahead of us in the league, but uh, they come off the back of a 3-0 away victory, which is, I'm sure they'll be very confident getting into the game, but you know, we'll be back ourselves. You know, I think that we get down there, and I don't think there'll be much between the teams. We've already been down there this season, and uh, we've drawn. And I think we saw some good of us in that performance, but we also saw a lot of good in Hibs. So I think it's important for us for every day my players especially to realise that for, for us to beat Hibs we have to play very well and it's important that we just manage our own game everybody tries to bring that level of performance and collectively bring a strong team performance that hopefully get the job done but you know, to get a place in a semi-final you normally have to beat good teams and, and that's exactly what we're going to have to try and do Roger this is a, a cracking fixture in its own right but what's extra fascinating about the, the way the League Cup is structured now 25th of September and already you've got a chance to get yourself to the semi-final of, of one of our three major domestic trophies so the, the games are huge Yeah they, they are I prefer this format I have to say I quite like the groups at the start of the season and I like the not quite instant but the very quick mm-hmm. rumble through it You know, rather than waiting to semi-finals at the start of February and a final at the end of March Let's get it done Let's get it out of the way Keep a bit of momentum going In the competition And it's good Hibs against Aberdeen Tonight will be a cracker That's was just asking off here Who do you fancy You could really make a case For either team I think Hibs will go through I've seen them Saw them beat Kilmarnock Week past Saturday For Super Scoreboard Very impressive going forward I think they look a little bit More settled Than Aberdeen do at the minute Albeit Aberdeen Get, get the win over Motherwell At the weekend I fancy Hibs I fancy Hearts Against Motherwell tomorrow night Sorry Daz And I fancy both mm. Celtic And Rangers And can you imagine A Betfred Cup semi-final draw In Edinburgh Derby And a Glasgow Derby Yeah it's exciting times And it uh, starts off tonight I think that'll be a cracker It's a great uh, opportunity For Aberdeen to get Any semi-final And probably win the final For the first time Since 2014 <laughs> um, But <laughs> I Who did they beat? Inverness I'm with Oh there you go I'm with uh, Roger <laughs> And the fact that I think Hibs I, I like the way Hibs go about their business Especially Easter Road So I think that Hibs will win that It depends if you're a, a glass half full or half empty type of guy Roger Because like I said there's, there's the instant chance for such a great achievement You can get yourself to a semi-final On the flip side It's an early chance for a really crushing defeat Which, which um, can, depending on your situation Add a bit of pressure to a manager Lead to huge disappointment amongst the fans Or whatever it may be yeah, and I, th- I think both sets of fans, the way Hibs and Aberdeen have played the last two or three seasons, gone. both sets of fans now have expectations mm-hmm. in the cup competitions. As Nas said, Aberdeen did win the League Cup in, was it 2014? 2014, 2014, yeah, you heard yeah. that on Be the, the Pundit tonight, Roger. They, they did win it. Or, or, or you didn't hear it, actually. Hibs mm-hmm. won the Scottish Cup final. So, you know, both teams have had a taste of silverware in the last five years. Uh, Hearts also have had a taste in the last few years So th- their supporters, top of the league, five points clear They'll have expectations tomorrow night To get through to a Hamden semi-final So all of a sudden th- there is pressure on the teams who-, who don't make it through to the last four 0141 Rob is a Rangers fan on the line Hi Rob Evening lads, how you doing? 
All good, thanks, Rob. What's your take on the the last couple of days footballing? It's uh, been interesting. Yeah, I was I was at Ibrox. Um, great performance, as, as Gordon reiterated. I've, I've seen some of the best football Rangers have played. It was passing, move, um, finding space, helping out one another. Fullbacks came up, midfielders coming to cover the fullbacks. A shock result at uh, Rugby Park. Um, I didn't see that one coming, but you know you've got to play the full ninety minutes and, and get the result. But there was two comments the managers had made over the weekend, Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon, which would concern me if I was a fan of their team. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers stating that you know Celtic fans should be concerned, and then Neil Lennon stating that you know Celtic are going to win the league. I was a Hibs fan, and, and my team's above them currently in the league. I'd be more concerned that my manager doesn't obviously see Hibs being challengers. And I'm not saying that from the point of a Rangers fan. I'm saying that point as a footballing fan. Jose Mourinho's using that tactic at the moment and he's miles off the pace. I just think we need to look into their own clubs, concentrate on their own affairs. In my own personal opinion, I think the league this season will come down to the results based on the old firm matches and I don't know what the panel thinks of that. Well, I think, I think Rob, that um, sometimes as a manager, especially Neil Lennon, let's take him, he's at Hibs, are they expected to win the league? Hearts are sitting up there proudly now, undefeated. Does people think Hearts are going to win the league? No, we don't. Do we think Hibs will win the league? No, we don't. And yet they play some really exciting stuff. They lose too many goals for me. Sometimes as a manager, you tend to say, right, we'll take a little bit of pressure off. We'll just throw the pressure on his, you know, Celtic will win the league. That's my opinion. It might be what Neil believes in because... If you look at the squad that Neil's got compared to what Celtic have got, compared to what Rangers have got, um, they'll be punching above their weight. They're a good side. So he might just want to take the pressure away from his players and say, no, all the pressure's on Celtic or Rangers to go and win the league. Where I will agree with you, Rob, I I thought the energy at uh, Ibrox on Sunday was terrific. The movement, Candace, I thought was, you know, different class at times. Morelos, I've never seen him and sometimes I've been here giving him a bit of uh, criticism and I'll be the first to admit that but I'll tell you, his game on Sunday was top, top class for a striker, top class, everything about him I love the boy Ken, I liked his energy they're a great energy about Rangers just now but there's still a long way to go Yeah, I agree with that You know, we're certainly not the first article by any stretch of the imagination but I phoned a couple of weeks ago when we'd qualified for the Europa League and I stayed at that point, from my opinion, I felt this season was already a success because everybody had written Rangers off, you know, Gerard, the rookie manager coming up, 15 new signings, had to take me jail. And we've probably achieved that quicker than what we probably expected it to do. But and going back to your point about the, the league, Leicester, nobody gave Leicester a hope. So who's to say Hearts don't do a Leicester? Hibs do a Leicester? It's... Arithmetically, it's not impossible at the moment, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that are sitting top. It's theirs to lose. And it, listen, it would be wonderful for Scottish football, for the profile of Scottish football around Europe, if a Hibs or a Hearts or an Aberdeen were to win the league. I don't think any of them have the strength and depth to see it through. You know, with a couple of callers, John said Celtic will win by 10, Callum said they win by, by 12 or 15 with Rangers fans on. Andrew saying the bookies have got it wrong and he's got money and Rangers to win the league it's 7-1 to one and they're going to win the league I tend to think it'll be one of the, the Glasgow teams mm. will win the league I still think Celtic will be favourites not just with the bookies I think you know you look at them course and distance some of them will need to do very well 
to overhaul them and win the title this season. Well, I just don't think Hibs and Hearts have quite got that strength and depth. What about Rob's other prediction that he thinks that the, the title will be won based on you know what happens in the old firm games? Because I've seen that opinion quite a lot, and not to say I disagree with it at all. But if you look at what's happened already, Celtic are on top. Celtic won the first one, but but it's Rangers that are one point ahead. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that it's a very small well, I, snapshot. But l- I wonder l- if, listen, if that tells I, us anything. I know, I know what Rob means because. If Rangers are going to win the title Rangers are going to have to Start winning old firm games Rangers won't win the league If they continue this form No Rangers team has beaten a Brendan Rodgers Celtic team yet That is going to have to change If Rangers are to have realistic ambitions Of fighting for the title First opportunity they'll get December 29 at Ibrox Then they'll go to Celtic Park Then after the split It will be Ibrox again Rangers might need to take Seven points from those games To have an opportunity If they keep losing to Celtic They won't win the league Scamby is on Twitter Who I assume is tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant He simply says Beat the Pundit champ Geez my ball So I think no get my ball <laughs> Gordon DL is still absolutely raging with that But listen I've got a couple of minutes To try and calm him down Coming up This is a, a bold prediction I think this is one of the hardest teasers <laughs> we've ever had. You're going to love this question. And, as if that's not enough, we're going to be joined speaking to Air United goal machine Lawrence Shankland ahead of the game against Rangers tomorrow. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL join me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're about to speak to Air United striker Lawrence Shankland about tomorrow's game with Rangers. But before we do that, I'll get the, the teaser up and running. This is a truly stunning question. John mm. Smith sent it in, and I'll be honest, I've got no idea how he comes up with these because they're unbelievable. Right, right go. You ready? Yeah. Since 1990, right. 10 players. Have played for at least five of the current twelve Scottish Premiership sides. Slow down, slow down. Five. Listen, if I was to slow down to your pace, we'd be here till midnight. Since 90, nineteen, ten, since nineteen ninety, ten players. There have been ten players who've played for at least five of the twelve current Premiership sides. Uh, Can you name them? Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller. A Dar- fairly, Darren that, Jackson. That's the easy one, if you like. Hibs Rangers, Celtic, Livy, and Dundee. Darren Jackson must be in there. I'm quite impressed that you got that so quick Darren Jackson Hib Celtic Hearts Livy St Johnson Right yeah, That'll do us for now Will it? Yeah? Yeah Any more you want to get off your chest? <sighs> Lauren Shankland is on the line Are you just uh, relieved Lawrence That I'm not going to ask you For any of the answers to this question? I'm actually I am <laughs> I don't have a clue of any of them He's panicking there uh, Thanks for joining us Lawrence obviously a, a big game tomorrow Your team Air United And yourself are absolutely flying So you must be Looking forward to it yeah, it'll be a, a good fixture for us. It was a good tie, obviously getting past Dundee in the last round. To get a big team like Rangers is obviously great for, for us in the club and the team going so well at the minute in the league and we had a good start in the cup as well. We're all looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, how how helpful is the confidence that you've built up? Because obviously everyone knows the size of the, the test playing against Rangers, but to have been promoted into the Championship and be top of the league at this stage, yeah, you must be all loving it at the moment. As I said, it was a good start in the league and been great we've obviously kept most of the team for last year so I think that's helped us that we've, we've got the same nucleus of squad and 
we've carried our form on to last year and the, the start of this season and started really well and been top of the league's obviously great I suppose though you, you, you got a look at Rangers in the cup last season sorry for reminding you it was obviously a difficult result that day um, I mean it's a very different Rangers team and does that mean you, you, can you still take lessons from, from that day? It's obviously a different team Rangers have got but we can definitely take lessons for that we, we held our own for I think it was 60 minutes and then we just seemed to crumble so we know that we if we hang in there and match them for as long as we can and try and frustrate them, then hopefully it pays off for us. But we know if they, they get an early goal and they get a good start, so it's going to be a long night. So we'll just like to go and keep it tight and hopefully nick a goal later on and <laughs> sneak them in. Uh, Lawrence, you won't know this because you're obviously in action on a Saturday, but we've got a bit of a running joke on this programme where we've got a bingo card and it's got your name, Rory McAllister's name and Stephen Doby's name. And we've got a theory that you, one of you scores every single weekend. You're the three... Inform strikers down the divisions. Just how confident are you with your own goal scoring form at the moment? Yeah, I'm obviously going well. I've had a good start getting 15 already. So, like I said, the team's creating chances and I'm, I'm getting in positions to put them away. So, hopefully, I can just keep that up and they keep going in. Lawrence, it's Roger Hannah. You, you wouldn't hear the start of the show. Daz was telling us he's now having 12 tea biscuits. After his dinner every night you, You're clearly steering clear of the biscuits Because you've uh, you've shed several pounds since last season what, what, it's, You feel that's made a difference? I think I used to eat 15 biscuits after dinner <laughs> 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 um, Obviously I've started looking after, after myself a bit better And got my nutrition in that right And I think it has helped my overall game Feeling a lot fitter and sharper and Obviously it's paying off with the goals I'm scoring And I'm playing a lot of football Are you studying to be a, a personal trainer as well? I don't know, I qualified last year at the start of the season just as a wee additional in case I needed it so it is, it's helped me that way as well because I learned a lot and it's kind of taught myself how to look after myself better And I know he's not feeling too great he's claiming he's got a sore throat but Ian McCall, the gaffer how important has he been not just this season but in, you know, in the last two or three years since, he, since he's been at the club two promotions and you know, sitting top of the championship now before going to Ibrox tomorrow? Yeah, I can only obviously speak for the last year that I've, I've spent with him, but for me he's been great, he's he's put a lot of faith back in me and he's got me back playing my best football that I can and obviously for the rest of the boys in the team he's been great as well and everything's gone really well at the minute with him and if we can keep him happy then it's a good place to go to work. Lawrence, the club have not hidden the fact that your goal-scoring form attracted a good bit of interest during the transfer window. They were always quite open with the public about you know knocking bids back and so on. What was that? Period like for you is it, is it tough to focus on the football When all that's going on No nah, it wasn't actually I was I was fully focused on what I was doing Obviously the speculation's nice It shows you're, you're doing well And if bigger teams are interested Then it's obviously a good thing for myself But I was just concentrating on my football And obviously we did a good start to the cup And I started well myself So I was I was enjoying it And I was just fully focused on it I suppose that's testament to how much you enjoy your, Yourself at air That you were not You know Kicking and screaming And, and banging down doors Demanding that the club let you go I take it as a place that you you know, you're feeling at home at the moment that was I signed quite early in the summer to, to stay at there and I was looking forward to the season and the championship and giving it a go I know we, we had a good squad there and I was looking to see how well we got on and obviously we had a great start so I'm enjoying it So just hopefully that The form keeps up And we can keep ourselves Near the top of the league I mean we've got Douglas Harper on Twitter here As a, a big air fan Who tweets in all the time He's, he's you, You'll be loving the pressure He's putting on you He's he's mm. tipping you to bag a brace At Highbrooks tomorrow And then he says The team's going all the way To the Premier League And to Hamden For the Cup semi-final I mean Livingston Lawrence did it last year Didn't they Back-to-back promotions Is there, I know there are some big teams In that championship Is there a genuine belief That air can stay where they are? 
Livingston obviously showed it as possible, and I mean, people would probably look at that to be the impossible when they just got promoted to League One, but I think if you, you win as many games as you can and just keep taking them as they come, pick up as many points as you can, it obviously is doable, and I think we'll just be looking to take one game at a time, and as I said, pick up as many points as we can and see where we, where we end up. Good man, thanks for joining us, Lauren Shankland, we no wish you well. Help. Tomorrow that was Lauren Shankland Air United striker uh, Looking ahead to tomorrow's game With Rangers Obviously in great form this season 15 goals already I mean there have been Some great players and managers At Air down the year Gordon And you were there as well of course Yeah And uh, there have been Really successful managers That was uh, able to take them To cup finals Semi-finals uh, Second the championship Promotion There's been a lot of good talent That have come out here And obviously Lauren's doing very well As a striker down there He'll fancy his chances It'll be difficult Rangers uh, As I said Under Stephen Gerrard There's Even when the game's finished At half time Which probably was Against Dundee And Against St Johnston at home It wasn't a case of You know Take the Take the, take the foot off the gas They were mm. right after him again They want more goals And I'll be same tomorrow night I'll be a great night For the well, That's United what I was going to say Because I'm, you know I'm winding you up But having had that cup success At air mm. y- You'll know fine well you know what it would mean to a club like that. Listen, we know it's a huge task, but if they could do it, it would mean the world to them, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, I remember going there and Gascoigne and all these guys were playing. I was a manager in the cup, and we were one-one with about five minutes to go, and uh, Gascoigne scored a terrific free kick, um, and we ended up losing the game three-one. They're great games to go as a player and a manager and put your wits against the best players and the stadium and everything about it. Air United will absolutely love it and so will their supporters and I wish them all the very best. That, that game is a similar, similar scenario to tomorrow night. Midweek tie in the League Cup. Was it the, the old Coca-Cola Cup it was at that stage and Coca-Cola had this thing where for the man in a match for each of the games, Gordon, they gave the player a bicycle. No, you talk about Paul Kinnaird yeah. Paul Kinnaird got the bicycle <laughs> as, uh, as his man in a match award this for the game Walked out the front door at Ibrox And so, 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 sold it to a guy in the street Before he stood in the team bus That sounds like something you would do to be oh, fair I was, I was very very jealous I couldn't believe it I came in the dressing room And I was looking about And I thought there's somebody missing And one of the staff were, were hiding They wouldn't tell me And I went Where is Paul Kinnear He says he's out He's out the front door Selling the bike Hope you get a good price for it Oh brilliant Honestly He was a great lad Good player as well 01419511025 Before we go back on the phones The question tonight is this Since 1990 And by the way Twitter's quite quiet on this Which makes me think It's a tough one Since 1990 10 players have played for At least 5 of the 12 current Scottish Premiership sides We've got Darren Jackson And Kenny Miller so far hey, Jim Hamilton Yes oh. Dundee Hart Aberdeen Livingston Motherwell St Mirren he, He's half the division Six teams Mark Brown maybe, the, maybe, maybe this isn't as difficult As I Roger, thought it was keep going Rangers Motherwell Celtic Kilmarnock Hibs Mark Brown is one The one I wasn't sure about Was another goalie I think I've only four teams I might I've got Aberdeen Hart, Rangers and Livy for Neil Alexander Did he play for five? No Ah, couldn't think of the fifth one I am really struggling here Is there mushroom in there? No No, Dumbarton, I'm on the Prem Oh, certainly not And neither are Dundee United So he's played for one He's played for one I don't know I am really struggling with this See, I thought it was tough And, and you're suggesting it is But Roger's actually doing Quite well <laughs> so far We've still got six to get That's true That's true John is a Celtic fan in Wisher Hi John Hi What's your point tonight John? Uh, 
this is no points. Just one. Gordon, Gordon, I watched the Rangers game last night. Mm-hmm. Gordon, I, I can't remember you mentioning the clear chances that Dundee had on Saturday, Sunday. There was four or five chances that the Rangers fans passed the ball back, made mistakes. Walked, Tony walked through and goal. They'd won out of the bar right away. It was it, it, it's not as if it was a doing Dundee goal. They had chances to score goals in the end. John, John, calm down because it wasn't Dundee. I know it was St Johnson. Well done, good. Johnson good. goal. We'll send you a ball. Right, what about John's point then? Now that you've had your sarcastic think, reply out the way. No, Rangers. Outplayed St Johnston by a country mile on Sunday. John's talking about the last probably 10 minutes. Um, I think the effects of the Thursday night, everything about it, I'm not making excuses for them. Um, St Johnston had a couple because they were throwing caution to the wind then, they had nothing else to lose. But Rangers play absolutely destroyed St Johnston, and you can. Rangers hit the the wood woodwork with Tavernier with in the first half as well. Hit the woodwork in the second half. So John, it was a very very impressive performance by Rangers. You've got to say. Right, this is my point then. Right, go on. Stephen Gerrard comes in. How many players? Fifteen, and I'm not just talking about Rangers here. I'm talking about Celtic and a couple of other clubs. Fourteen, fifteen players he's brought in. Mm-hmm. What happens to all the young boys that are Ibrook, uh, Ibrooks? What happens to them, the laddies that have been waiting three and four years to get a chance? They think they might get a chance with Stephen Gerrard. And the only one I can think of the last three or four years of boy McCrory. What, what happens to these boys? Does their parents go like, right, son, come on, that's it. You're not going to get a chance. Um, well, the lad Middleton, he he came on a couple of times this season, the Scotland Youth International, and the, and the left winger, he's come he, on. But he's no, he's not a Rangers thing, mate. He came up for Norwich. Well, yeah. he's still a young Scottish player who's at Rangers. Uh, he's not been at Rangers for like was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Boys that have come up through the last six, seven years, are they just they just don't matter. They should just stay away with their youth system and just concentrate on buying players in. Then I think it's honourable that John, as a Celtic fan, is is so worried about Rangers youth system. I think that's 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 big of him. That wasn't needed. I'm not worried about that. What I'm saying is the boys haven't got a ch- they're not getting a chance at Celtic. I did mention Celtic or Rangers. Young laddies aren't getting a chance in Scottish football. Well, Mikey Johnson's coming into the Celtic the team, is he not? Kieran Tierney, James Forrest, Callum McGregor. One, two, three, four. How many young boys is that? These clubs. Four in eleven is quite a lot, John, is it not? It's an interesting point that John makes about Rangers and about Celtic. Here's one for you, John. What about Hearts? Last season. All manner of plaudits for Craig Levine And rightly so In came Harry Cochran In came Anthony McDonald Andrew Irving I saw them the last day of the season Down at Kilmarnock I think they had nine homegrown players in the team And then in the summer Craig Levine signs 15 players And all of a sudden None of these kids are anywhere near the Hearts first team That's what I'm talking about but, 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 getting a chance. But, but who's right and who's wrong Because Hearts are five points clear at the top of the league So I, my own thought about kids Whether it be at Celtic or Rangers Or Hearts or Aberdeen They need to show they're good enough mm. to be in the team they, they need to Convince their managers They're worthy of being put in the first team But Stephen Gerrard hasn't seen them boys He's just brought 15 play- And that's what my point is I would just go like that to my boy Right son, that's it, come on We'll go somewhere else Okay, thanks to John in Wisher uh, 0141 951 1025 We're at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well What about the the teaser? Since 1990 10 players have played for at least 5 Of the 12 current Premiership teams 
Uh, you're doing well. Rogers doing quite well. Darren Jackson, mm. Jim Hamilton, Kenny Miller, Mark Brown. So you've got four. Hey, Paul Hartley of ten. Paul, oh, that come. Sure he did. Uh, did. Hamilton, Hibbs, St Johnson, Hart, Celtic, Aberdeen. He's played mm. with six as well. Paul Hartley. Uh, Darren Hodgson Well done to you You got Paul Hartley On there as well One I wonder again About Neil Alexander I can only think of four teams Billy Stark No Gordon Anything At all Over there No I don't like these (laughs) I'll give you some thinking time And we'll try and get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years just about to kick off at Easter Road Hibs against Aberdeen Scotland boss Alex McLeish in attendance Keeping an eye on a few players tonight no doubt So that's the first of the Betfred Cup quarter finals We'll keep you up to date on anything that happens In the opening stages Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Get a quick score prediction from you I quite like that um, Just to put you on the spot I think Hibs will win it 2-1 In, in 90 minutes 90 so you go in the minutes, distance. yes Roger Worryingly I agree with that Oh jeez 2-1 Hibs Inside 90 minutes That is worrying uh, First goal come Barry oh, He's getting specific Right, We're, we're on tonight's teaser um, And I can see a few of you Playing along uh, On Twitter Since 1990 There have been 10 players Who've played for at least 5 Of the 12 current Scottish Premiership sides Name them Now you've got Darren Jackson Jim Hamilton Kenny Miller Mark Brown Paul Hartley uh, I'll help you with some of the wrong answers That are coming in on Twitter right. Davey says uh, Billy Dodds uh, Scott McKinless says Connor Salmon These are wrong uh, Fair play to Total Celts Now He says Craig Sampson Motherwell, Kilmarnock St Mirren, St Johnson, Dundee um, I think where John's ruled that one out Is the fact that St Johnson was a loan spell Now you could be Yep I, By mm. all accounts You can pick us up in the wording And say well he played for them That is true um, But Craig's not on the uh, original list So I can only assume That is why was there... It must be Because John Smith doesn't make mistakes When he sends these in Was Tosh McKinley one? No Mm. Gordon um, I thought you had a guess I'm sure you were bragging to me At the, at the break You had a, a guess no I went for Richard Foster Oh yeah, yeah you've got that already Not Richard Foster Nope um, There's a few I've, saying Richard Foster To I've be got, fair I've got one that's Played with three Is that okay <laughs> uh, No Alan Johnson no, I can see a few though Are saying Alan Johnson Fraser Clark saying the likes of David Templeton Stephen Pearson mm. um, So you've got one, two, three Five it's to go Five to go Roger, this is really hard Oh, it's a difficult one tonight Yeah, as I said it was mm. tough But that's I like that I like to really test you Okay, you've still got time Alec is a Celtic fan in Dremoyne Hi Alec Hi there, John Couple of wee points here if I've got any criticism of uh, Brendan Rodgers, it's not even criticism. I don't think he's given the players a chance. He's changing the, the team too much every second game. You know, let the players knit together. The only ones that, that, that he seems to, to uh, keep is the Tierney and other the regular starters. Why not leave Griffiths on and, and leave Edward on the, on the bench? Because we know Griffiths will score goals. So... so what were the ones that's on the park all the time? You know, I mean, that's when we won the treble. There was an actual settled team. I suppose the problem was, problem is, Alec, that he, you know he played Griffiths at the weekend, didn't he? And, and Edward was scored. on the bench. And I, I, the, I, you know, didn't win the game. Griffiths though. did score. I Griffiths did score, but he wasn't getting the supply of the balls. No, it must be Forrester running down there. Why? Why does he have to keep on chopping and changing? Surely these. 
these professional football players can play two games a week, no problem. You know what I mean? Keep the same settled team and we'll get back to what, what, what we were. You know what I mean? And I don't... And then my other point was... Rangers are also... All other Rangers well, let's deal with that audience. first, Alec. I will let you back in, I promise. Let's deal with that first, though, because I think it's, it's a fair point, Gordon. And this is where it, it, it can be really tough for managers because going into the last game, everyone's... Opinion is that Celtic need changes because the teams that are in there, the team that's in there is not working. But mm-hmm. then you make a few changes, and if that doesn't work, people accuse you of changing too much. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's one forced upon them before the start of the game, uh, which didn't help on Sunday. But that's not an excuse. Kamarnock uh, played uh, well enough to win the game and deserved to win the game because. You know, they were well organised, and Celtic should be defending set plays better, especially the last kick of the ball. He's got a good squad there, Gordon. Jim Duffy touched on it, Roger touched on it tonight. There were 30 players named in that squad. What's the point of having all those players if you can't trust them to go out and be better, no disrespect, be better than Kilmarnock players and St Mirren players? You can chop and change or you can keep the same team. There's a lot of Celtic play a lot of games. You know, you look at the European campaign right away, the start of the league, the cup games... So that's why Brendan Rodgers brings in the squad that he's brought in because he believes that they're good enough to go, especially in the domestic scene, and be better than Kilmarnock and St Mirren and probably Hearts at Tynecastle. But so far this season, it's not worked. So it's not about, oh, let's get back to the basics and whatever. Brendan Rodgers believes in a style of football. He believes in his players. Yes, they're coming in for criticism. That happens in football. If they get big characters, well, we'll see in the next two games because they got to defend their cup tomorrow night in Perth and they play Aberdeen at home on Saturday. So it's a big week coming up for them. How will they respond? That's a big question. Only five minutes on the clock at Easter Road. Still goalless between Hibs and Aberdeen, but very much Aberdeen coming forward uh, in the early stages. Alec, go for that second point. Aye, my second point was I love the enthusiasm of the Rangers fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, yeah. It's only six games into the league, and they, they think they're they're, they're going to win the league. There's no no chance of that. Ever. And the last time they wished for something like that, your chairman went out and just blew them out the water. And he'll do the same in January. We'll not get caught in a, a transfer window again. No, I think he will he will spend big in January if he thinks any other club's mm. getting close to us. We're not getting caught out in a transfer window again. Roger. I mean, we missed out in a couple of players. Your thoughts on that uh, well, take? Th- we said in the show on Saturday, I think part of Celtic's problem has been the lack of activity in the previous transfer window. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers will expect sizable backing in January um, and then the focus falls on Brendan Rodgers and Lee Congerton to make sure that the players who come in are able to improve the Celtic team. Um, what must be recognised as well is is there been an Angels board of bank, Stephen Gerrard? Who's to say they won't go and spend money in January as well if Rangers are still involved in a title fight at that time of the season? So I, I do think it's very interesting. We've had a, a broad range of opinions, everything from Celtic winning the league by 15 points to Rangers winning the league at 7-1. to one. Um, It's just the, the one guarantee is Rangers are better than they were, Gordon. And by Brendan Rodgers' own admission, Celtic are not as good as they were. It's just a case of how much better the Rangers need to be and how much worse the Celtic need to get before they meet in the middle. Okay, still goalless. Thank you to Alec and Dremoyne. Still goalless between Hibs 
And Aberdeen at Easter Road I think we should start working on this teaser a bit earlier Because there's some distance to be covered here So since 1990 10 players have played for at least 5 Of the 12 current Scottish Premiership sides So, you know, guys like Darren Jackson, Jim Hamilton Kenny Miller, Mark Brown and Paul Hartley So you're halfway there If that is any consolation Is Ian Ferguson one? No Mm. Uh, Grant is on Twitter going for Craig Beattie I can tell you that's not one either uh, this is a glass is half empty Andy, half Andy says Neil McCann That's not one uh, T Grinch though Has one of the tough ones That you don't have yet um, <laughs> A clue for this one mm-hmm. Would be that his son And we ha- Oh I thought we had their opening goal Camberry What a chance Goes round the goalkeeper But can't quite squeeze the ball Into the back of the net uh, The one you're looking for Has a son who, who plays At a decent level in Scotland Not quite the top flight Mm. But you'll, you'll know the name That's just too hard nah. Okay his son's at Partick Thistle Oh No Was previously at Morton Moved from Morton Kitongo. to Partick Thistle oh, Jose Katongo Right we've got some work to do I'm going to start naming the clubs Okay I'll, I'll name the clubs And you try and come up with a player Dundee St Mirren Motherwell Hearts St Johnston More than one spell at Motherwell more than one spell at St Mirren I think Has a famous brother This time Well we've got family connections His brother was a main Celtic Player under Martin Sutton O'Neill. John Sutton Right Name the clubs um, Celtic Dundee Hearts Kilmarnock Livy Went on to manage one of them He went on to manage The last one Who managed Livy Quick Dundee, uh, right. uh, uh, he was uh, a young Celtic striker who broke through. Oh, Mark Burchill. Mark, Mark Burchill. Burchill. Right, we're struggling. Uh, the other one, Dundee, Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell, St Mirren. He was a left back. He also played for Chelsea. I think he was a left back. But he also played for Chelsea. Yep. Not need to tell you them. We're running out of time. Andy Dow, and the last one you would never have got, Rocco Quinn. Thank you, Roger <laughs> Hannan, Gordon DL, Callum Gallagher's up next. Robin on the show, plus music from Justin Timberlake and Tom Walker. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.